0: Do you want to learn more unsolved mystery cases and learn what might actually happen to the missing people? Or are you generally bored and want something to listen to? Whichever it is, you are in the right place. Welcome for a new episode of Missed Myst Mystery, the podcast that discovers different unsolved mysterious cases. Now, here's your host, Jen Yu Li, and I hope you will enjoy for what's coming up next. Welcome back. Today, we are going to talk about the disappearance of the Solder children. So, let's start with the background of it. In 1945, in West Virginia, the Solder children were celebrating Christmas Eve along with their parents, Jenny and George, except for the eldest son being away in the army. When it was time for the children to go to bed and go to sleep, five of the children, Maurice, Martha, Louise, Jenny, and Betty, asked for a special permission to stay up late. Jenny said yes, but they had to remember to take care of the farm animals, turn off the lights, close the curtains, and lock the front door. After that, George and Jenny and four of the children went to sleep, with the eldest daughter falling asleep on the couch. Fewer hours later, the phone rang. Jenny left the bedroom and went to the hall to answer it. A woman was on the the end of the line, and it sounded like there were several people talking in the background. The woman asked Jenny for someone she didn't know, so Jenny told the woman that she had the wrong number, and then hung up. Even though Jenny was puzzled, but her focus quickly shifted to the fact that all of the lights were still on, the curtains were still open, and the front door was unlocked. Jenny assumed that five of the children who stayed up late had forgotten, so she closed all of them and then went to sleep. Around 1.30 a.m., Jenny heard what sounded like an object landing on the roof and then rolling down the side of the house, and then she smelled smoke. She shook George away and ran to the door of the bedroom. The hallway was filled with smoke and flames, covering the stairways leading up to the children's bedrooms. George and Jenny shouted off the stairs for everyone to get out of the house quickly. Once out front, a headcount showed that the five children who stayed late were now outside. The flames grew quickly and blocked George from going back into the house, thinking the only way to get the five children out would be to get through the top floor window. He raced around to the side of the house where the ladder always stood, but this time the ladder was gone. George thought if he could move one of his trucks next to the side of the house, he could stand on top and then help five the children out the window. He ran to his first truck and then to his second to find out that both of them wouldn't start, although they worked perfectly fine the previous day. In less than an hour, nothing was left. In the morning, local police followed the fireman to the scene and did their investigation. But they found out that five of the children had perished in the fire, and that the fire had been caused by faulty wiring. To this case, there are so many puzzling facts. First, there were no human remains found anywhere in the rubble, and no one had noticed a distinct smell of burning flesh during the fire or afterwards. After the incident happened, Johnny found out that it took at least two hours at a temperature much higher than that of the house fire for a skeleton to disintegrate. But the fire of the solid home burned for less than an hour, which means there should have been five skeletons among the ashes, but there weren't and just doesn't make sense. Second, a few days after the house was burned down, George looked through the ruins to find some clue, and eventually there appeared to be the first trace of evidence. A few bones too seem to be kind of an inner organ. The test shows that the organ was the cow's liver, and that the bones come from a person older than any of the five children. And the bones showed no signs of damage by any exposure to fire. And so why would someone leave the inner organ there? And who did that? What was their purpose? And the third puzzling fact is that why did the ladder went missing? Who took the ladder? Why would they took it? Did they predict what was going to happen? And also the trucks also stopped working on the same day. Is it just like a coincidence or is this on purpose? And the fourth puzzling fact is that, which I think is the most creepiest one, is that 23 years after the fire incident, the family received an envelope from the city in Kentucky. There was no return address, well, just a postmark. Inside was a photo of a young man. On the back was written, Louise Sauter. I love brother Frankie. Big boys. A-90132. Authorities thought that this is some kind of a joke, but Jordan and Jenny thought the photograph looked exactly how Louis would have looked as an adult. There were multiple similarities. Once again hopeful, they hired a private investigator to go to a city in Kentucky to track down the person who sent the photo. The investigator went to West Virginia with his feet and was never heard from him again. Now let's take a break and then we will come back with the theories. Welcome back, and now we're going to dig into what might have happened to the children. So first, we're going to talk about the suspects, then the possibilities of abduction, and then the different statement from the different people telling that they've seen the children. So first, the four suspects in total. The first is a traveling life insurance salesman who tried to sell George a policy. Uh, well, George declined, and but uh, the salesman told him that his house would go up and smoke and your children will going to be destroyed. The young man told George the cause of this tragedy will be the dirty remarks you have been making about Miss The second suspect is someone in town that had been trained to find work. George told the man that he could work to fix his house but the man told that his fuse box should be fixed where they would catch a fire. George was upset and then kicked the man out of his house. The last two suspects were two unknown people. So the month before the fire, some of the Saudi children noticed that two people in the car would wash them on their way from home to school. So could they probably kidnap them? Okay so now moving on to the possibilities of abduction. People believe that the mafia may have taken the kids and started the fire in an attempt to extort money from the Saudi family, even though no one has reached out to the family and asked for money. And do you guys remember the mysterious phone call from the woman? People also believe that it might be her, but what was her motives? If she wants money, she didn't even call the family. And lastly, the different testimonies from different people. A woman, somewhat family with sort of family, stated that she had seen the five children go up in a strange car while the fire was blazing. Another alibi was a bus driver stated that he had seen what he described as a fireball being thrown onto the roof of the house. So this might be what Jenny heard when she was asleep. A woman who ran a hotel in town claimed to have seen the children approximately a week afterwards. She said, I do not remember the exact date. The children had to come in around midnight with two men and two women. All of them seemed to be Italian, so she attempted to speak with the children. One old man looked at me in a hostile manner. He turned around and began talking rapidly in Italian. Immediately the whole party stopped talking to me. Are these statements truth or false, or are they simply daydreaming? These are the answers that we will never know. In the end, there's so many mysteries containing the story. Some questions are who was the woman on the phone, was she some way connected to the fire, who moved the ladder, who threw the fireballs at the solder's home that night, whose bones were found on the side years after the fire and how did the bones get there, who sent the photo and who was the young man in the photo, are they really Louis Sauter? Where did the private investigator disappear to? Did he just take the money and then disappear? And lastly, who pulled a cow's liver on the side and why? In the end, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help to support this podcast, please, please share with others. Post it on social media or leave a rating and review. And I hope to see you next week.